Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol Baskets. Welcome to the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. A podcast about being alone with your own thoughts. And when we're not alone with our own thoughts, we take a trip and review the great show of One Tree Hill. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jared Waters. Stand-up comedian, two-time wrestling champion, educator, host of the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. We are, I think this is day 20 of quarantine. 15 I don't know what day it is but it's quarantine hopefully everyone's staying safe uh, when you can social distancing staying six feet away wearing gloves wearing masks that's good uh, I'm doing okay I'm in New York City right now New York City probably has the most cases out of everybody we're in a, a heat seeking place and I'm I'm trying to the reason why I think so is because a lot of New Yorkers don't like their living arrangements and they're outside, or some of New Yorkers don't even like their family, so they're outside the whole time. Also, I would say that a lot of people live with a lot of people, so if you have a lot of roommates, then F, you know, you you can catch it from your roommate going to work, you can catch it from anything else, so God willing, I'm thankful I got my own place. I just sit here and, uh, let me, this is my schedule during the coronavirus, so I get up. I got some weights at the crib. I, uh, I lift these 15-pound weights, do the dumbbell kettle corn, do that. I got some push-up bars. I do that and uh, make me make me some breakfast. I uh, take a taco shell, and I put some sour cream on the inside. And then I put some rice that I made, some white rice, inside the taco, soft taco shell. And I sprinkle it gently with some cheese, and then I'll go and warm the cheese up. And then I'll take an egg. And I'll take that egg and I'll make a sunny side up egg and then place it ever so gently on the taco. And I'll roll the taco up. No, 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 no. Before I roll it up, I put some sour cream on that bad boy. Then I roll that thing up. And then I take a cup and pour water that I got out the faucet, but I put inside a, a pitcher of water to translute that water to make it pure again in the humidifier or pure whatever, pure humidifier take that I let that cool off a little bit pour it inside a cup I take a little Kool-Aid mix it inside there and boom I got breakfast baby breakfast then for lunch I take that same taco shell again and I ground some beef ground some beef sprinkle a little chips inside there ground it boom I got dinner baby oh sorry and then I go to work right now I'm, I'm working from home which is uh, effing, effing amazing. I'm not going to lie. I like it. It's, uh, I like it, but I, it's, it's tough because there's a lot of meetings. There's a lot of meetings that you're meeting with people online. And it's hard to stay awake when you just, <laughs> when someone's talking and you're just not interested, you know, not interested, but your mind is elsewhere. So uh, that's good. The kids are learning. Students are learning. It was kind of hard, but now they're getting good at it. It's kind of cool having their parents in class because their parents, you can see their parents whispering the answers to them. I said, 64. I was like, uh, did you do it yourself? Yeah, I, my mom told me. So they're telling the truth, so that's good. And then as a natural person, I, I, check, in, I check in on a lot of people. And it's, it's been, this quarantine has is, is, is done, for me, it's done a lot. I, um, I notice I work, I work a lot. 
you know, you work in the school, then after that you're doing stand-up every night and you're out all night and you're hanging out and you're politicking and networking and stuff. But I realized it's been like a while since I just freaking just chilled and just got other stuff done. Like I watched the movie Blank Check. I was like, okay, I haven't seen this movie in a while. I've been talking to people, talking to my brother and talking to my sisters and stuff like that. And they're checking on me because, you know, New York City is like that, but I'm checking on them. I talked to some friends I haven't spoke to in freaking three years, my friend Perry P. Uh, it's been so long I haven't spoke to, I, we didn't have each other's numbers. Uh, my boy G, uh, G Dub, we talk all the time, but my boy Marcus Best and um, Andre Jackson, we talk to each other. So it's just like, cool, everyone's off work, so everyone's calling and checking in. I checked on my, my homie, my homie Jay, she's a nurse, and she told me what's it like on the ground. She's a nurse and a dancer, and she's telling me how Janice was like saying how how stressed out it is inside there. So I'm like, yo, prayers up to you. Stay safe when you can. So prayers up to the to the nurses and doctors and to the Walmart Walmart workers and to the Trader Joe's people. Seem like these are the toughest people out here. These are essential workers. Everyone working in a working in a a supermarket. Yeah, they need to get paid. They need to get like twenty five an hour right now. What's happening? So that's what's happening. Uh I'm keeping my social distancing. I go out in the morning. I go check in my car, sit in there for a while, pray in there, and then I'll make a lap around and come inside before people start going outside. Because, yeah, New Yorkers are just out. They're just out, and that's how it spreads. So I'm just, I feel good. And sometimes at the time, it's spring season, so there's pollen everywhere. So for a while, I thought I was freaking out a little bit personally. Not freaking out, but I was like, man, am I sick? Like my throat was hurting. I'm freaking sneezing. I'm coughing. I'm making a noise until I realized I hit my boy G double O. And I was like, Gary, yo, man, I, yo, he goes, I'm, I hear him coughing too. I was like, yo, what happened? He goes, dude, there's pollen everywhere. I was like, oh, you're freaking right. We got allergies. So I take me a Zyrtec. I take me a Mucinex, and I'm good to go. So uh, that's uh, that's that's my routine right now. That's my routine of what I've been doing. Uh, I just been feel I just been feeling inspired. I've been feeling inspired. Um, I watched. I've been watching like a lot of. I feel like a lot of people are getting creative in these times. I watched uh, Manny Fresh. I watched a Instagram battle the other day. I watched Manny Fresh and Scott Storch do a beat for beat battle, like the biggest hits. And uh, it just took me back. Manny Fresh took me back because Manny Fresh is from New Orleans, but he really made like. The soundtrack of like all these southern songs that we grew up on. So uh, I'm listening to that. Uh, Scott Storch. I feel like Scott, he did win because Manny didn't put like, Manny Fresh didn't bring all like his big bangers. He had bangers, you know what I mean? He always had back that thing. He had a lot of hits that he didn't use that he left on the table. And Scott Storch is kind of hard when you're a part of a song but you didn't create the song. So he's like using... Still Dre with Dr. Dre, but I'm like, Dr. Dre produced this song, dog. Like, how can we give you credit for something that you were just on? But, you know, whatever. It was entertaining. So I feel like people are getting creative, which is cool in this time. You know, I feel like when you're stuck at home, you're finding things to do and finding different ways to evolve as an artist, which is great. I I like Manny Fresh because Manny, I remember I got, I think I got, I got ISS because of Manny Fresh. Manny Fresh produced his song back in the day. Uh, he was the head producer, if you don't know, of Cash Money Records. So before Lil Wayne was Lil Wayne, he was Lil Wayne in a group called Cash Money Records. And Juvenile was like the biggest artist. And there's BG. 
And they had all these songs like dun da 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 from my head down to my shoes. Burn 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 skirt down twenty twos. Check my baby mama. So I remember I just love I was like I remember I lived in North Carolina. I was in Greenville, North Carolina. We were just blasting like southern music and I was like as a preteen just in it. I remember I had a, a tape a tape recorder. So when it was come on the radio, I would take my take my radio and record it. I would record it, boom. And I would just walk around with my dad's Walkman and blast that music. And my dad would be just like, you know, my dad didn't want me listening to, like, you know, gangster rap music. But that's what I was on. You know, I had to turn off the Kurt Franklin. I had to turn on that Cash Money Records. And I got suspended. I assess I got suspended. I, was, I wasn't I was a troublemaker, but I was I was, uh, I was, was always into making people laugh. So I knew a, a laugh would cost something. So I was in uh, seventh grade. And they, back in the day, they used to have, like, Middle, they would have like sex ed, but they would get all the girls out of the room and just leave the boys in the room. And the coach would come talk to us about sex ed, and <laughs> but this time the coach couldn't come, so it was uh, the health provider, health teacher. She, I forgot her name. It was like over twenty five years ago. I don't know her name, or twenty years ago. I don't know. So they're talking about the best way to do everything is to be abstinent so you don't get anything else. Like, cool. is like, you have to know what you want in a partner. That's the thing. Know what you want in your partner. I remember like it yesterday. And she goes, who in here knows what they want in a partner? And I was like, I do. And she goes, oh, yeah, Jared, what do you want? And then she just set me up perfectly. All these dudes in the classroom. She goes, what would you like in a partner? I said, give me a project chick. Uh-uh. Give me a hood rack chick. <laughs> One that don't give up what and say she took that. So <laughs> everyone starts rapping the song. Give me a project chick. And it was like everyone's laughing. Next you know it. She goes, oh, a project chick. huh? And I was like, I edited it. I didn't say the real version of it. She said, it's okay. Edit yourself down to options, which was the ISS room. I was like, freak. And I know if I had one more, uh, <laughs> I think I had like one more trip to ISS. And I knew they were going to call my grandmother. But the ISS lady was named Miss Reddick. She knew my grandmother, but I figured she didn't know my face like that to call my grandmother immediately. But as soon as she saw me, she says, oh, Mr. Waters, good to see you again, sir. I said, no, nah, I, I just got in here for singing. Oh, what song were you singing? I said, I don't want, I don't want, I don't, I, I don't, I don't even remember what the song was. And she goes, uh-oh. So all of a sudden, some other dude came down. She sent him out. She goes, what class were you coming from, sir? Uh, his class goes. Why were y'all all in the same class? We're in our health class, and they're talking about you know Ed. And she goes, Oh, well, why did Jared get sent here? He was singing Project Chick. Oh, you do know the song, do you, sir? And this is when you could like ask Jeeves stuff. So she said, I'm gonna pull up the lyrics so you can sing it, so I can make sure you're doing it the right way. So she pulls up the lyrics. She goes, Sing it, Jared. I was okay. And everyone in the options start laughing because I was like, give me a project chick. Uh-huh, come on. Give me a hood rack chick. So everyone's laughing. So I was like, oh, you think it's funny, huh? I said, like, no, ma'am. She goes, hold, stay right there. She calls my grandma Loretta. Now, my grandma Loretta was certified out in the streets of North Carolina and still certified. She marched with Dr. Martin Luther King. There's times where this one time my mom told me a story where this crackhead was uh, – disrupting my grandmother's dinner that she made outside and my grandmother picked her up and threw her in a trash can and rolled her out to the front like don't interrupt my family so my grandmother was the patriot of her family so she did not play about her grandkids getting in trouble she always wanted us to do the best and next you know it i was like well i know good well my grandma ain't home at no 12 o'clock she probably at the soup kitchen volunteering so i was good and next you know it, she calls her she go hello 
She go, hey, Loretta. She go, hey, who is this? This is Reddick down at EBA Cox School. How are you, Suge? Oh, I'm doing fine. Got your grandson in here. Grandson where? Which one? Jarrett? Yep, that's him. She said, put him on the phone. She go, you on speaker? He can hear you. Because what'd you do, Jarrett? I said, nothing. I was just rapping, you know. She goes, are you a rapper? I said, no, ma'am. Are you sure you're not a rapper? Yes, ma'am, I'm sure. So what you rapping in class for? I said, the song came in my head, and I just started rapping it. She goes, uh-uh, that ain't what happened, Loretta. He talking about he want a project chick. Said, oh, you want a project chick? She goes, he ain't even from the projects. What he know about a project chick? I said, Grandma, it was uh, the the song was about you because I know you came out of the projects and you're a success story, and that's the reason why I was singing the song Project Chick. I put a little spin to it and made it about a Christian woman, and she goes, sit, she goes, Jerry, shut your a up. <laughs> she cursed, she cursed me in front of all these kids. Everybody like, ooh. She goes, you know what? You better be lucky that I ain't near that schoolhouse because I would have come up here and check you out and beat your butt and bring you back into school. Now I'm gonna embarrass you if they call me again. Sit down and don't make a word. So I was like, oh, I was like, freak, she probably won't call my mom now. So, uh, yeah, that was me and Cash Money, man. So it was always, I just love music, Cash Money. That was like, what, eight years ago? I don't know, I was in middle school, what, 20 years? I don't know, freaking long time. 20, it was probably 20 years ago, 19 years ago. Yeah, 19 years ago is when I met Mark. Yep, 19 years ago. So... The reason why I said that is because it just brought me back to memories. And before the coronavirus happened, I was really just just down, like down, down. You know what I mean? Like I was down and my lady was trying to like pick me up a little bit. And uh, I feel like my lady's the only person I could talk to that understands like when I'm like, I'm not depressed, but I'm like deeply in deep thought. And the deep thought I was in because before the coronavirus, about three weeks ago, I was doing my homie Ashlyn's show, Ashlyn. Uh, I love her as a person. I uh, can't wait for her to get her on our podcast. I was doing her show. Her show starts at 9. And I knew I was going to close it out. I show up late to her show because I know she wants me to close it out. So I said, I'm going to run up to Caroline's Comedy Club at 7 to see my friend. My friend is actually from Florida. He's opening up for a comedian. And I was coming to see him. He's the feature act. So we're out there chopping it up. And what he says to me just Fs me up a little bit. And uh, I, I walk. I'm talking to all the Caroline the waitresses and the staff, because I know them, they're cool people, I'm talking to them, Jared, how are you, you know, I'm doing good, you know, head over water, but swimming in it, dig what I'm talking about, and then I'm sitting there, and I walk towards the back, I go through the kitchen, walk to the back, I see my guy, I say, yo, what's up, man, and he goes, um, I took off for work, I was like, are you still teaching, he goes, yeah, nah, he goes, yeah, but right now, I, I took I took all my leave time, and took two months he took, he took two and a half months off of work to do stand-up and travel around the world because he's opened up for this comedian, and they're on a worldwide tour. I was like, which is cool. So we're talking it up. I was like, yo, it's good to see you, man. Like, I haven't seen you in, like, maybe three years, two years, man. He goes, how's New York? I said, like, New York is good. You know, I, I started here. I'm like, I'm getting better. I'm getting recognized. You know, I'm starting to put the work in. And then he introduces me to the headliner, but the way he introduced me, F me up. Because he goes, hey, this is my friend Jared, Jared Waters, funny stand-up comedian, uh, teacher comedian as well. And I was like, ho, I was like, ho, ho, hey, hey, ho, ho, ho. And then before before the headliner just goes on stage, so I really couldn't have a chance to like debate. And I was like, man, why? I was like, why would he say that? Why would he say that? And the reason why this made significance because... I, I'll never count a, man, a man's pocket or anything else, but the club is sold out, right? The tickets are pretty much high. This guy sells out the club. And before, like, 
he introduced me as a, uh, a teacher comic. They're talking about the show they did last night, and he goes, I made $27,000, which is good. My boy gets paid, and he goes, I haven't even cast a check yet. And as I turn, I see the check, and I'm like, oh, it's inside his joke book. And I was like, oh, it's $27,000 to do on a Thursday night, which is you know, on, a, on a Wednesday night. I'm like, freak, that's a lot of a lot of money. And as I'm walking, I was like, I'm just going to walk through his show a little bit and just check it out, stand by the side, and listen to the jokes. Now, this stand-up comedian, I'll, I'll give more you know, specifics. Uh he pretty much went viral for doing this online teacher video that went viral. And now his fan base is nothing but teachers, which is not a problem, right? But the problem that I saw inside there as a stand-up comic, I was like, wow, this he's handcuffed to his audience. Because I'm like, he's killing, 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 killing. And I'm listening to the jokes and I'm taking myself. I was like, oh, this is all teacher material. Now, which isn't a problem, you know, that's how he makes his money. But I was like, man, like, what happens if someone comes who's not a teacher? How are they going to get anything he talks about? This is only made for one set of audience. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, man, this could have been me. And I was like, wow. I was like, is this guy living my life? I know you're, you know, everyone's path is different. But I was thinking, looking at his path and saying, man, I could have, I could have did Caroline's on a Wednesday night and cashed out, which is not a problem. I'm not hurting for money. But I was like, man, I could have did this. And then I was like, F, man. Because people tell me all the time, Jared, man, you got these funny, you know, videos that you do on your stories. You should post them up and uh, make them public. And I just, I just don't, just don't want to do it. I just don't. I just feel like a fraud sometimes. You know what I mean? I, just, I feel like, I feel like it's. I don't want to go viral for. I want to be viral and be handcuffed to an audience. So it was a blessing seeing that. But at the same time, I was like, man, these guys are traveling the world. So it made me ask myself, what are you doing, Jared? Why are you not traveling the world? And you're never supposed to compare yourself to anybody else. Because I don't know this man from Adam from Eve or from a hole in the wall. I shouldn't compare myself. So I, I just started like reflecting like, man, what what am I doing? Then I asked myself, like, yo, why did you pick this path, man? At all the career, like why did you want to be a stand-up comic? Like what is, what is this? So I started going through all these since, like, since the corona. I have like nothing but two terabytes worth of just memories and I'm going through memories when I was like 19 looking at old letters that I wrote and stuff like that and I realized like no this is what you're supposed to do man so as a comic sometimes we sit there and we wonder like when is when is success happen to us like what am I doing not to get this type of success am I am I doing enough am I am I pushing the envelope am I touching greatness so, yeah, I'm out every night. Yeah, I'm doing this. I'm getting up. I'm I'm writing. I'm rewriting and stuff. And then you start questioning everything around you. It's like, man, am I? Is this podcast good? Is this a freaking good podcast? Who wants to listen to you for freaking thirty minutes talk about yourself? Who the freak are you, Jared Waters? Then I was sitting there thinking about um, my coworker, one of my coworkers. Uh, she goes, uh, I want to listen to your podcast. I was like, all right, cool, definitely. I had some good interviews and stuff like that. I was starting to get confident in the podcast. And then she goes, I listened to your old podcast, which is, it's not, oh, we still do it. It's called Which Way Is Up. Very podcast. Me and my boy Lito, I do the podcast. And she's like, this was amazing how the honest you guys were and everything else. And I was like, dang. I was like, well, this podcast do that? Then you start questioning your own self. Like, man, are you good enough by yourself, Jay Rattle? Like, man. And that was the whole point of this podcast about being alone for your own stuff and just breaking the layers back. I feel like the hardest thing for a person to do is to open yourself up. 
like interviews are easy. I love doing that. It's easy talking to someone else and asking and questions. But what happens when the mic is on you, Jared Waters? It's like, are you proud of yourself? Because I feel like my whole time I'm never satisfied as a person. I think that's kind of that's kind of a flaw to not be satisfied. Because I'm always thirsting for more and thirsting for more. I'm like, wait, are you full? Yeah. So what I did was about a month, a month ago, I go back to the basics. I'm going to just random open mics, pine box open mic, signing myself up. I remember when you went there when I first moved here, it was just a brutal open mic, just 70 comics doing a two minutes and a half, and you you are trying to do your best jokes with other producers inside there, so you're trying to do that. Then you got to network, and I just got to the point when I got there, I was like, oh, I'm above all this. Like I did the, you know, not saying I'm above it, but like I did the jokes, and I was like, oh, wow, I don't have no fear at all doing this. So I think sometimes in life you need to go back and look and give yourself reminders that you are doing this right. You are taking the, the right path. You are, like, I had to realize that my path is my path. You know? Then I started thinking about spiritually, am I doing enough? And I think probably not, man. I said, probably a lot of people out there that deserve an apology from Jerry Waters, but because I'm so stubborn, I haven't given it to someone. A lot of people asked God, I was like, I was asking God, I was like, I asked God to help me forgive some of the people that I felt that wronged me. And as I'm saying that, I'm reading reading through the I got nothing but time now, this corona time. I could probably I'm gonna probably finish the whole Bible and like um I don't know. I've I read the Bible before, but I'm like I just keep reading it. And there was talking to the disciples. And they're talking to Jesus about forgiveness. And they say, Jesus, how many times should we forgive this person? He says, and there's one of the disciples says, seven, about seven times. And Jesus goes 77 times. And then after that, double that again. And I'm sitting there like, man, who the F am I to hold a grudge with anyone if God doesn't even hold a grudge with me? And I was thinking about like, Fear. Because uh, my boy, my dog Grant, and his old lady, his old lady Angelica, they just started dating. It's not official, but I'm putting it out there, you know, your voice to God's ears. And uh, she's a poet, but she's never performed before. Never performed before, but support writes poetry, everything else. And me and Grant were asking, I was, I was, I was like, why haven't you performed? She's like, I have stage fright. And I was like, don't let fear Occupy God's gift. And then it made me think about what is what am I scared of? I said, I think this, two of my biggest things is I'm scared of failure, scared of failing, scared of looking back on this life and saying like, oh, Jared, he, he worked hard, but what did he make out of it? Nothing. Being a failure is what I'm scared of. Being a bad husband. You know, I, I watch... Uh, Kevin Hart's documentary, and I was like, man, this guy ain't never home. Freak. I was like, shoot, I I wonder will I be a good dad? That's a fear of mine, you know? Trying to be a good father. I don't have no kids, but, you know, I think about stuff like that. And then when I came down to it, I was realized those aren't really fears. Those are just, like, things that what I'm really scared of is death. 
dying. And I, I hit up, I hit up, uh, I hit up my boy Kingpin, and he's all like, "What are you so scared of death for?" And I was like, "Eternity just freaking scares me, man." Knowing that something happens forever, I was listening to this Muhammad Ali interview. And Muhammad Ali, you know what, I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to pull it up. I'll pull it up. We got nothing but time. You know, Corona, I might call this podcast Corona Blues. So this is Muhammad Ali. And uh, I've been going back on Worldstar because I got nothing but time. And he's talking about eternity, which just, just F me up. One of my biggest fears. Here we go. The most important thing about life is what's going to happen when you die. Are you going to go to heaven or hell? And that's eternity. How long is eternity? Let's imagine. Take the Sahara Desert. There's a lot of sand on the Sahara Desert, right? Then take, imagine that one grain of sand represents a thousand years, and when you're in hell burning, when you die and go to hell, you're going to burn forever and ever and ever, no end. How long is that? Give you an idea how long eternity is. Take the Sahara Desert, and I told you to wait a thousand years, and every thousand years, I want you to pick up a grain of sand until the desert is empty. Okay, wait a thousand years, pick up the first grain. Wait another thousand years before you get the next grain. Keep that up until there's no more sand in the desert. Whew. You know how long it's just... A, I mean, America's not but 200 years old. We got 800 more years to go before 1,000. So it just scares me to think that I'm going to die one day and go to hell. I'm on an airplane that might blow up. I'm always traveling. And to go to hell and God is going to judge my soul. The police, I might kill people. I might rob people. The authorities might not catch me. The FBI, Scotland Yard might not catch me. But when I die, somebody's watching me and keeping count. And I can't get away. And I'm going to burn forever and ever and ever. I'll go to heaven. So what am I going to do when I'm through fighting? I only have 16 years to be productive. Get myself ready to meet God and go to the best place. Don't that make sense? Thank you. That was uh, the great Muhammad Ali. Uh, very, we talk about hell, it gets very scary. But I was just thinking about that, like eternity, man. That was just, that was just effing me up when I was watching this this World Star video. I was like, yeah, I'm doing things right as a comic. Yeah, I'm doing things right as in a relationship. Yeah, I was like, but am I doing enough of my of spirituality? Am I doing enough there? And I was talking to my pops maybe a few years ago, and I was asking him, I was like, how do you know that you're going to heaven? And he was like, if I die, I'm going to hell. I was like, how do you know? I was like, I'm jealous of the security that you have knowing that you're going to go. I'm jealous of that. I was like, I don't know how any person can feel like that. And he goes, if you don't feel like that, that means you're not. And I was like, I don't. Yeah, that eternity scares me, man. I don't want to be in no place forever, but there's no other choice. So I was thinking about like, the people that could probably, the people that I've, uh, the people that I've dogged out before, the people that I've wasn't so kind to, and I've realized I've, me, I've made peace with myself, but I should make peace with others. You know? So I've been, uh, that's been my goal. My goal is to, is to right my wrongs. So when I ask myself, am I doing this right? I just can't focus on stand-up. I realize that's, oh, that's all, oh, I, I got that part. I just can't focus on like because teaching has been like really good this year. Like I had a, my team is amazing. I got nothing but wolves, man. We get work done. Everything's good. Ain't no, 
nothing, nothing, everything's good. But I was like, man, I thought about spiritually. I said, what am I doing spiritually, man? I said, it shouldn't be the corona. Now, all of a sudden, I got mad time to read the Bible. I should be eating daily. And I feel like I do eat daily, but I feel like I, I feel like I should do more of doing that. And I was talking to uh, one of my friends, and they were saying, like, she doesn't go to church anymore. And I was like, that's cool. I was like, and if God's not a church. Look, clearly now the churches are closed. So what does that mean? As Jesus said, just go out and spread gospel, make disciples amongst everyone else. So I was like, I, how, what am I doing? I realized, that, I, realized that I just don't, I've lost my sense of caring. I've become selfish. It's just me, my lady, F everyone else, you know? Instead of me saying, hey, what's up, man? How's your life doing, man? So am I doing this right? The question is, the answer is no, I'm not doing this right. So I have to do do things better. Well, uh, that's it. That's me alone with my own thoughts today. And uh, uh, my boy uh, Joe Exotic just got a coronavirus. So prayers up for Exotic Joe. I know he probably didn't want to get that coronavirus being in prison. It's crazy. It's crazy what what you what you ask for God and what you get. I was thinking about that. Only thing Joe Exotic want to do is famous, and now he's the most famous person in the world, but he's in prison. Isn't that crazy? And Carol uh, on Nebraska Avenue in Tampa. I've been out there. Ain't nothing good out there, girl. Uh, Carol said that people stopped donating. The only realest dude out there is my boy, Free My Dog, Doc Antle, Doc Anto, man. He's the only one living his life, living in his harem. Uh, I, you know, I guess he must be from the Old Testament, what he's doing. But, uh, yeah, that was the podcast today. That was, uh, I think it's episode 19 or 20 of One Man, One Tree in the Hill. And I realized I just want to make these time capsules. Like, when I have children or anything else, I want them to listen to this podcast. And like, yo, this is how he was thinking today. Today, my I call it Corona Blues. Am I doing enough? Corona Blues, am I doing enough on this earth? All right, I'll catch you later. My name is Jared Waters. Have a wonderful night, everyone. Have a wonderful day whenever you listen to this. Be wonderful. Stay healthy. Social distances. Distinct sin. Stay Corona free. <laughs>